Bush and Richie here with your daily takeaway. We often say, do get in touch with us. This show lives 24 hours a day. You can email hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Uh, we, we value your input, whether you are a listener to the podcast or whether you choose to listen to this nonsense uh, go out <laughs> as a live broadcast. I've had a lot of people... Uh, whether it's a health thing, and I'm reading too much into this and people care about us, Bush, I don't know. Okay, okay. A lot of people uh, getting in touch with me uh, about my comments about the flu vaccine yesterday and my dead arm. Oh, okay, yes. You, you, you went on a big kind of... Do you remember I took umbrage about the fact that after I'd had the vaccine, I was offered to sit down on a chair for a few minutes afterwards? Sorry, just in case people were panicking then. He hadn't gone full Letitia or anything no. like that. It's just, <laughs> no, no, I'm... Just I'm, sit down for I'm embracing vaccinations. <laughs> I trust them. Don't worry. I've, I've not gone Matt Letitia. Um, but, um, no, I, I was... After I'd had it, the lady said to me, said, you know, take a seat, sir. I was like, no, I'll be all right. She said, no, honestly, we do advise you to take a seat. I said, no, I'll be fine. I'm going to Tesco. And I went on. But a lot of people, a lot of people who've worked as nurses and all that kind of stuff saying, it is standard practice too. You really should. You just never know how you're going to react. Well, when you, have you ever had a, a, a faint? When was the last time you had a faint? I've never fainted. Never, I mean, 46 I'm, years, never fainted. I fainted when I had to stand at the front. And, but back at school, we had to like read at the, at the front, the desk of the teacher. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I think I had sinus Going mm-hmm. on, so it made me feel very lightheaded. It's a good chat, and it's the weirdest. This is a great chat. This, uh, and and then I just slowly keeled over, and I took some stuff down with me, like a couple of books. <laughs> That's the best way, though. It's like when Jim Robinson died in Neighbours. <laughs> yes. Fruit bowl landed on me, and there's something very theatrical about a, a faint. And now maybe they're just worried about you, uh, you know, stacking it going through the window. There. Now here's the thing, right? Actually, when I think about it, see, I would say I've not fainted. Uh huh. But I have passed out. But I don't. I, I don't class this as a faint i was in the dentist's chair yeah and then i got injected for an injection for a filling and they put it straight in and it, it oh. like exactly i i that's what made me what go. Do you mean? it means you go unconscious yeah wow yeah but i i was in the chair so i didn't fall anywhere it's so annoying. that's not really a faint it's is quite it? frustrating though isn't it because you've technically got a faint You've notched up a faint I've there. notched up a faint. But because you were you were prone to start with, you yeah. can't claim it. Because I'm sat and had nowhere to go, I can't claim it as a faint. That's really frustrating. Yeah. Can they retrospectively award you with that? Is there like an ombudsman you can go to? I don't know. I think I feel like we've kicked up a lot in the introduction to this episode. So email us, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. If there's an ombudsman I can go to, or if you do think that was a faint, let us know. Or if you've fainted loads of times and you've, you've kept a record of it, do <laughs> please get in touch as well. How many times have you fainted? How many school assemblies did you ruin this is bush and rich's daily takeaway i have a very set week thursday for me is school run then me and stella our two-year-old kind of walk around leon sea together down by the seafront that kind of thing uh, and on our adventures today i had a bit of an, an epiphany about where i live right, right? Okay. so i realized when i was walking around leon sea today that the thing i like the most about that area is not the pier or not the beaches or the pubs or the restaurants or anything nothing like that it's the fact that we've got an amazing bendy bridge <laughs> okay. I love a bendy bridge. We've got this bendy bridge called Gypsy Bridge, and, it, and it's curled like a snake uh, alongside the railway track, like a snake with its tail dipped into the water by the beach. And you can go over the um, the railway lines on it. And, it. and and there's loads of local artists have done photos of it and done paintings of it and all that kind of stuff as well. And it's just something about going on a bendy bridge. That's like it's not it's not the, the quickest route across the railway lines, is mm-hmm. it? Because it's bendy. But it curls round, and for some reason it, it, it enriches your life slightly. Do you know what I mean? You had me at railway line, to be quite frank. I knew that would lure you in. <laughs> but it's so good. I remember when I was a kid, 
Um, we had the opposite of a bendy bridge. We had a bendy subway. Bendy subway. And it had a sign on it that said no cycling. And it was always so inviting to cycle into. You're thinking, oh, it, this is like a helter skelter. I could bikes. bomb it down there. I could bomb it down here. Bomb it down there. Get a good bit of trajectory underneath and then, you know, not have to cycle too far way up. But I was too good a boy and I never did it. But I love that bendy subway. Always head boy, always the school prefect, <laughs> oh, eh? Absolutely, yeah. To the core. You say don't cycle, <laughs> I won't cycle. <laughs> but I think, I genuinely believe if you are lucky enough listening now and you've got a bendy or curly, structure near you whatever that might be I think it makes your, your, your world your life a better place you look at the Leaning Tower of Pisa what is that if it's not a bendy tower I mean, you know what an amazing structure in fact when we did our, our little Disney extravaganza yeah. we did the the, uh, the classic photo of holding it up there you go and may that live long <laughs> in my iPhone's memory so look if you live near something bendy or curly a structure tell us about it now Alex says uh, Marketon roundabout in the A38 in Derby bends at both ends I'd heard that rumour. What the roundabout Apparently, does? there's a roundabout with curly curly overpasses on it. And okay. It took the photos, amazing. Uh, Paul says, there's this in Manchester. He sent us a picture. It's more of a ramp than a bridge, but it's still bendy. Okay. So thank you for the photo on that. And then Graham, one more photo. He, he sent a photo of, of a bendy bridge in Norwich. And he says, very small brag, but I was the consultant who got planning permission for this bendy bridge. <laughs> Daryl's going international. Daryl's in Dartford, Ooh. but it's not a Dartford bridge he wants us to be aware of. It's one in China. He's bearing in mind he's got his own bridge there, yeah, hasn't he? He has exactly, in, in which is a pretty horrendous bridge. Uh, 100 meters long, this bridge uh, spans a valley in the uh, Shijiang province, uh, but it is a double deck bendy glass bridge. No, no, no. So no, you're no, right no. across no this chance. massive valley. It's double decker. It goes, it bends up, bends down. You can see through it. No way, thank you very much. I- I'm sensing too many bends in <laughs> yeah. that one bridge. And glass for me. Yeah, the glass is a problem as well. Uh, we've got Haley on the line. Haley, uh, have you got an unusual local location you'd like to put forwards? It's the Crooked Spire. Crooked Spire. Now, I've never heard of that. Where, where is it and what is it? It's, um, it's in the town centre. And it's the, the famous church of Chesterfield. Now, I was about to say Chesterfield, uh, but I only know this from my, my nerdy football knowledge because I've got a feeling, if I'm unless I'm wrong here, the nickname of Chesterfield's football team is the Spirites, which oh, well, comes well, from the fact that the, the, the church in the town centre has got this bendy spire and it's about getting the, the thing right. Why has it got a bendy spire then? Did they, I mean, this is what we were kind of celebrating in this hour of the show. It's easy just to do a normal spire, isn't it, like with straight edges, but they've a bit of a flourish there and made it a bit bendy and twisty. I certainly have. Um, there's lots of lots of versions of, of why it's bendy. I shall let you research it yourself. I don't want to... Um, Spoiler alert. <laughs> There'll be some people who don't know the reason it's bendy. We don't want to tell them on the show. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm into the final season of the uh, Chesterfield Crooked Spire thing on Netflix, so thanks for not ruining that. <laughs> Uh, Gordon says, Bush and Ritchie, regarding bendy bridges, I was lucky enough to visit the Lubo Lang Tea House in Shanghai. It's a very bendy bridge, maybe the bendiest in the world. Legend in China has it that evil spirits can't go around corners, so the tea house is protected from evil spirits by seven corners on the bridge. Oh, I like that. Seven bends for seven spirits. An update on the Chesterfield Spire. I'm still worried by that spire a little bit. James lives in Chesterfield, says the crooked spire is like that. Sadly, just due to poor building materials, so it slumped on itself shortly after completion. Oh, dear. That's it. That's bad. <laughs> Nothing to do with evil spirits. No, no. Just hooky gear. Uh, we've got Sharon on the line right now. Uh, Sharon, what bridge would you like to bring to our attention on home time this evening? Yeah, it's the Squinty Bridge over the River Clyde. I don't think it was meant to be Squinty original. They made a bit of a mess of putting it up. So you, you, it's called the Squinty Bridge? Yes. 
Squinty is in or what? Because sometimes there's like a translation issues. It might mean someone else up there. It's another jaggy jumper, isn't it's it? It's jaggy jumpers all over again. <laughs> what, what does squinty yeah. mean in, in, in for you? Uh, squinty is bendy. Is it? It's what? Yeah, a bendy? It's just bendy. Aha, uh-huh. squinty. Wow, so... Um, so if you've got a squint, you're bending your eye? Um, in another way, yes, but squinty up here is just it's bendy, it's wonky. Wow, so Roberto Carlos does squinty free kicks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. He really used to do squinty free kicks. Well, well you learn a new thing every day on this show, don't you? Yeah, you do. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Now, speaking of mind blown, something that might blow your mind is what you're soon going to be able to do at the iconic Canterbury Cathedral. Uh, it's been announced uh, that a silent disco is going to be held at Canterbury Cathedral. Wow. Yes, uh, a special 90s-themed night. Uh, They're billing it with classics such as Britney, TLC, The Spice Girls, Fuji's, Peter Andre and Linkin Park. Uh, (laughs) That's what what Jesus would have wanted. (laughs) A 90s silent disco in the cathedral. Uh, it's going to be all lit up. Uh, it's going to be done properly uh, with all your headphones, all the neon lights and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and they're looking at new revenue streams because maybe you're not necessarily getting the money that was uh, coming in for a cathedral service uh, than you might have done back in the day. So that's why they're looking at silent discos. I think that's quite cool. I mean, I like the idea of that because I used to do it um, when I lived in Bristol. They used to have silent discos at Bristol Zoo. Yep. So you could uh, dance around and obviously not agitate the animals. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can just imagine a koala looking out at the neon lights thinking, it's cool, what are they doing? Yeah, what are, they, what are those no guys noise? up to? <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, um, I remember when we were kids, we used to go to, uh, n- not very often, but we a couple of times went via Malaga for like a family holiday in Spain. And Malaga Airport had this amazing, like, polished marble. You know when like those Spanish airports have got massive, they don't need that amount of space in them. Yeah. Uh, and it used to be huge like that. I mean, my brother always thought, we'd love to arrange a massive five-a-side tournament in there. Yeah. It would be brilliant as a five-a-side place. So many venues that exist for a very obvious purpose would be perfect for something else. Uh, this is meant to be heresy, but the amazing Royal Baths in Bath, okay, yeah. with their Thermae Spa, whatever they call it. They must have to clean that out every now and then. It'd be an amazing ball pool. I'd be good, what, like, you know, for people to just dive into. Yeah, exactly. That'd yeah. be so much fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'd love that. So let's have a think about it, right? If you can use Canterbury Cathedral for a 90s silent disco, Venga Boys et al. It'd be so uh, good. Malaga Airport for some uh, indoor five a side football pitches. Make sure you wear shoes, though, that are <laughs> indoor sport compliant and there'll be bla- no black soles. What we want you to do is, is name a location, an iconic location, but put forward a completely different use for it than what it is currently being used for. A bit like a business plan. Exactly. <laughs> we might nick it. Yeah. What about that? Because you know, like, when you dance and stuff, you get really hot, it's a nightmare getting hold of water. They could fill... You know where you, where you uh, do baptisms? Yes. Just fill that with, like, sparkling water. That's, a, that's an idea. Yeah, again, it's what Jesus would have wanted. Speak to the organisers. Yes. Uh, we're, we're trying to think of some historical places that you could use for completely different uses. Uh, Justin's on his way home, putting forward the Tate Modern as a paintball arena. Imagine that. <laughs> so, you know, a cavernous building. You could have some great paintball matches in there. I think you'd have to move the modern art. I don't uh, know. Before... <laughs> have you seen some of the modern art? It's absolutely terrible. <laughs>
spice it up a little bit. Uh, Phil in York says, alternative use, Goodison Park for football. I just want to draw a line under any... We're, we're, don't kick us when we're down, all right? This is not what this hour is about. There's actually a couple of football ones yeah. that are coming in. So Manchester United's uh, Old Trafford as an aquarium instead seal the exits, fill it with water. Right, that's all, we've done the football ones yes. now. Yes, so football's done. All right, let's Thank just you. think of other places. Uh, some great suggestions coming in. Like we said earlier on, almost business plans. Chris in Basildon says, Buckingham Palace, giant hide-and-seek. That's good. So many rooms. Uh, now, Colin's hanging on. I uh, got an idea for a big Tyneside landmark. Uh, well, I thought we'd maybe stick a wee hat or scarf or umbrella on the Angel of the North so that when folk are heading north, they know what's coming in the weather. Oh, brilliant. So whatever the Angel of the North is wearing is what the weather's going to be like. So. <laughs> That's really good. Exactly. Like shorts on or something, if it's nice yeah, and warm. Shorts on, flip-flops. Then That's great if it would... If you're heading north... And you're knowing, right, OK, this is what I've got to do. But what about the people that are driving south? Oh, they're going to need to build another angel of going south. Yes. Well, that's it. One another side. So your, your idea for <laughs> helping people side. understand what they need to wear is going to cost us about £3.5 million. <laughs> 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 that's that's, that's where the HS, HS2 money's going on. <laughs> there we go, <laughs> getting political. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Talking to Rishi. It's all good. Winnie from Billingham says, Vatican Square, outdoor ice hockey match. What about that? <laughs> Utilise it, folks. Uh, Tracy, what you got for us? Yeah, Manchester Cathedral hosts um, gin and rum festivals a few times a year. Wow. So the entire bottom floor of the cathedral is filled with uh, distillers with their wares. And you can go around and have free tasters through them every single one of them. Now, I remember when I was at doing RE at school, there was that one story, wasn't there, about Jesus in the marketplace where he lo- absolutely lost his rag and went over <laughs> and turned a load of tables over and was like, stop doing that, you lot get out. That's paraphrasing it. I remember it. that. Do you remember that? Yeah. That's word for word of what it says in the Bible. Would, <laughs> would, would Jesus and God be looking down on that, them doing gin and that? It would be OK? Or would you see that as moonshine? No, I think he'd be fine with it. Maybe don't mix with the gin himself and the water in the front. That's good. We went up the mountain and started. Hey, you know what I mean? Miracle was, you know, water into wine, wasn't it? So, isn't that that's the dream at the end of the day, isn't it? <laughs> water Given into the price, wine. was it thirteen pound fifty for a glass of wine the other day? <laughs> so it makes you think I'm going to go up that mountain and see what happens. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I'm up for Stonehenge being used for someone else because it is. It's really disappointing. It does nothing for me, although it is bit. They're, they're taller than you think. Well, I don't know. I think if, you know, them druids have spent all that time dragging them that far, at least stack them up or do something interesting with them. Or closer to the road. Yeah, it's something like that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Some thoughts there from some uh, thoughts. Home Time here at Absolute Radio. This is the Daily Takeaway. It's time for Mind Blown. This is a forum for our amazing listeners, you guys, to share little hacks or ways of doing things that you do, that you've pioneered, that you think may change other people's lives. Uh, We welcome to the show Holly. Holly, please tell everyone what thing you do differently that will blow other people's minds. So if I'm lying in bed, like, falling asleep, and I remember something that I needed to have done or need to do the next day, I'll throw my pillow, like, across the room as far as I can, so when I wake up the next morning, I think, oh, why is my pillow there? And then it reminds me of what I was thinking of when I threw the pillow. That is absolutely genius. Isn't it genius? Now, my friend Jeff told me that, and I use this to this day, he said that if you want to wake up at a specific time the next morning, bang your head on the pillow three times and say yeah. the actual time out loud. And I don't know why, but it works. Really? It's pillow-based life hackery. It works. <laughs> I'll have to try that one. I haven't tried that one. You have to go and get the pillow from the other side of the room. She's just thrown it. <laughs> but it's like a modern version of it. My, my dad ties knots in hankies to remind him. Yeah. So it's a bit like that. You just have to wonder why your pillow's by the door. Yeah. So would you suggest other people try this and give it a try this evening? I think it's definitely worth a shot. It's, it's quite non-destructive and it's 
never gone wrong. <laughs> have you ever had a violent nightmare and, like, thrashed around in the night and actually chucked a pillow and uh, and there wasn't a reminder you got up and gone, what was that one about? I have fell asleep with my toddler in the bed and woke up with the pillow on the floor and gone, does he do that or do I have to remember something? <laughs> Chip off the old block, getting involved with the pillow trick. Well, listen, lovely does, to speak yeah. to you. I, I think pretty, pretty certainly that is mind blown. That's really good, mind blown. Holly, thank you so much. No, thank you. Chris says I dip my sandwiches in tea. People say it's disgusting, but the amount of time I save is well worth the judgment. Sandwiches. Sandwiches in tea. Now, are we talking toasted here, or are we talking just bread? I, I don't... He hasn't clarified. I don't know about that. Either way, he's a wrong one. He is. Think about how this feature started a good couple of months back when we had that horrendous week where we were blown... <laughs> our minds were blown about, like, adding up ages. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Never lived that down. Just a, a career low for the two of us. I feel like we've had some fantastic stuff so far this week. Mark says, My wife safety pins her socks together as she takes them off and before putting them in the washing bin, thus never losing one or having to pair them up after a wash. That's great. Mind blown. A lot of fiddling around with pins, but it's great. Yeah. Uh, Lewis says, Hi, lads. My wife, it's a lot of my wife's stuff this evening. Uh, my wife uses an electric whisk to make mashed potatoes and a masher when making egg mayonnaise. He adds, she's a keeper. Mind blown. Mind blown. Uh, Stephen, blow our minds. Two fresh pizzas into the oven, cut in half, straight lines of the pizza to the outsides of the shelf, and you can fit two pizzas in at once. Oh, wow. I don't understand. I don't understand what what, uh, what he's doing there. Stephen, can I describe it back, back to you to see if I've actually... Um, understood this and uh, yep. and then it might explain for bush as well yes please right okay yep. so you've got think about it you've got a rectangular uh, oven shelf yes two pizzas generally in a circle yes that's good yep. i'm drawing them now cut them both in half yep two semicircles two semicircles straight edges of the pizzas that you've just cut yeah along the outlines of your rectangular oven shelf, oh my meaning word. you can get two pizzas on the shelf as described by Stephen. That is amazing, Stephen. Yep. Um, <laughs> I was impressed myself and I found it. <laughs> so, and then how are you cutting the pizzas up? Are you doing like a uh, rolly thing or are you doing like scissors or what? Just a, just a pizza cut, pizza cutter roller. I've seen the scissors. I've seen somebody comment as well say about the scissors, but um, I've not tried that yet. It's just one step before pure madness, isn't yeah. it? Cutting yeah, pizzas yeah. with scissors. <laughs> That's great. Well, another mind blown. Do you yeah. reckon? Mind blown. <laughs> no problem. Hi to John Bon Jonesy. What a fantastic name oh, that man. is. Uh, and I think he's been on before because yet again he's advocating people putting pot noodle on toast. <laughs> I think we stopped him last time and we'll stop him again. Uh, Tommy wants to blow our minds. What you got for us, Tommy? When I'm spreading some butter on my toast, if you've left your butter in your fridge and it's too hard to spread, um, I turn it on its side and then use a potato peeler to scrape a thin piece off. And then it's wow. perfectly... Do you know what we've... Then it melts on your toast. We've heard some perfectly. amazing things already, but I think Tommy's understating this. This this has blown my mind more than anything else. It's not just a mind blown, it's maybe a brand new invention, yeah. isn't it? Because, I mean, when I used to work in a hotel in Devon, we used to spend the mornings ahead of the breakfast service carving off little thin bits of butter like that and curling it yeah. to make it look dead cool, and you've just invented it for, for the common man. <laughs> Did you get this off someone else, or, or are you the inventor of this, Tommy? Um, I think I, I think I saw it on on uh, online years and years ago, but I've, I've I've claimed it as my own. What were you searching for at the time? <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to search for stuff and find potato peelers come up by accident. <laughs> I hope not. Anyway, we won't we won't dig any deeper. <laughs> <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's daily takeaway. <laughs> Do you know what? Um, 
if you listened to all the chat about uh, fainting at the beginning of this episode, and then you've sat through what has then been the show... Very flippant show, wasn't it? Very flippant, very flippant show, show. And you're still here at this point. I feel like you should have some kind of reward. What would be the reward? <sighs> Drinks token. Brilliant. Are you going to do that out of your account? or No. Because I... I, I the, the wording was, I feel like you should. I didn't say, you are now going to. Oh, a little bit like when someone says, I'm sorry that you were offended by. Yes. But actually, they're not apologising. They it, no. It's a shame oh, that I you're offended. I didn't mean that there was a drinks voucher. Wow, what a slap in the face at the end of uh, all that listening for whoever this person's listening. Sorry about that. It's just how we are. Sometimes we can be cruel masters.